Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of feel like I'm back in school and I like was supposed to read the questions and didn't read the questions. Not and I'm like maybe because I didn't get to study for the test and didn't study for the test and so now I'm like, well, maybe that's because I didn't give you the questions. You're the best. This is why you're my BFF. I'm so grateful for you. What would I do without you? Same. You're listening to Lead Him to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to the final episode of season two of Lead Him to Life. We made it. Katie, this has kind of been like a little slow crawl to the end here. I uh, We are like ready to welcome a little one literally any day. Like it could be tomorrow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's happening. And finally, my BFF, Katie Flanagan. Welcome to Lead Them to Life, my friend. Uh, thanks, friend. It's great to be here. Finally. This is such a joy. So I've had Connor on. I think... I think Connor was actually, oh my gosh, I just put this two and two together. Connor was my um, opener for season two. Yeah, that's was the first. Yeah, he was the first episode of season two. Um, Keep Dreaming, I think is what we named his episode. Um, And and yeah, had him on to just talk about like continuing to pursue our dreams and to, to put ourselves, um, or, or uh, push ourselves outside of our comfort zones, that kind of thing to continue to follow the things that the Lord is putting in front of us. And so now people get to hear the other half of the dynamic Flanagan duo, um, who Katie, you, you, I knew, Way before Connor, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's make that clear. We are friends first. Let's, let's make that clear. I just wanted people to know. Um, but friends from college, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Awesome. Yes. Um, my name is Katie Flanagan. I am reside in Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, an alum of St. Thomas, which is where Emily and I met. Um, I am a former first grade teacher. Uh, I now get to stay home with my three little ones, uh, my three daughters, Hadley, uh, Braylon, and Kinsley. Our newest just came in uh, two months ago. And um, wife to Connor, who was on the show. Uh, and we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. Woohoo! Um, do you miss teaching? I know I, I do. I do. I miss parts of it I miss teaching prior what teaching was prior to having my own kids um if that makes sense one oh like yeah 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 yeah. like but now that you have your own kids it would be super difficult to go back to it for you so I went back for one year after Hadley my oldest was born and I just felt like a house divided the whole Mm -hmm. time I just felt like I was never able to fully give myself to where I was when I was teaching I was thinking about Hadley when I was with Hadley I was trying to prepare and thinking about my students and I just felt like no one was getting the best of me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah like I gotta I gotta cut ties and just be present to my kiddo for now and then we uh, welcomed Braylon soon after that so it was 
Right. Not, and it's been wonderful since. Yeah. Challenging for sure, but. Yeah, no kidding. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about like just motherhood in a, in a little bit and just your intentionality. But um, I think about this all the time. Like I am so grateful for your friendship because I feel like in a lot of ways we um, like we're so different in that way of like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a better mom because I work and that kind of thing. Um, and yet there's just such a recognition of like the ways that I'm learning from you in your, in your journey of motherhood and the ways that you inspire me to be a better mom and that kind of thing. So it's just, I don't know, like there's just a beauty, I think in finding friends that, um, yeah, like their life looks a little bit different and yet there's so many commonalities mm-hmm. to us and just to our hearts and that kind of thing. So, um, I'm just struck, I'm just struck by that. And I really want to focus a lot of, um, our conversation on, oh my gosh, do you see how swollen my hands are? Yeah. In a beautiful way. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> I never noticed that until we're on zoom and I'm just looking at my hands. Like, what the heck? <laughs> The Hulk hands. Nine months pregnant. Um, but the nails are looking good. So, okay. Quick pause about this. Uh, so many of my episodes for Lead Him to Life really just stem from like where my heart is at and what I'm in need of. And I'm like, I just need some girlfriend time with my best friend. Oh, <laughs> like to process the fact that I'm going to have another baby in two days or whatever, you know? That is totally what the Lord is doing right now. Oh, it's totally what he's about. Okay, so... Same for my heart. Oh, I love it. Okay, so um, let's... I I think you, Katie, um, are such a witness. Can we go back to what you said for a second? Oh, yeah. Which thing? How you were saying just, you know, you're my witness to you as a friend and whatnot. And I just 100% agree. Mm -hmm. And I think you, though our motherhood and... I just our lives look very different. Um, I appreciate the freedom and the lack of comparison that there is between them of like, we're both just walking in what the Lord has called us to. We're just striving and running after him. And there can be a fear when it looks different, especially since we're so close, like that looks different for you. So that in a way makes me stop and think, okay, am I doing something wrong? Am I doing something that I shouldn't be doing? Should, you know, what I'd be doing looking, look different than what I currently am. And I just really appreciate the, um, encouragement that I receive from you in walking this path that the Lord has invited me into of being a stay at home mom and of, you know, supporting Connor while he's working and um, raising our children a certain way and whatnot. And I think that is something that can be really challenging because honestly, not all of my friendships look like that. Some of my friendships are not that spirit of encouragement and, and walking in where the Lord has called you. And Mm -hmm. so I just think that's really unique about our friendship. And I've really just, appreciated the lack of comparison and the mm-hmm. the freedom and the joy that is just always present. 
That's the word that literally the word that was coming to my mind as you were talking about that was freedom. Like there's just such a freedom and a celebration. And there's been times where you've challenged me too, for sure. So it's not all like, Oh, you're doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. If I'm like, you know, about to murder someone or something. Um, <laughs> Only when you're super pregnant and just like, <laughs> um, but that's, that's such a great yeah, like the the description of just freedom and how much grace has come from um, that kind of gift in our friendship. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that you taught me even when we were in Rome. And I remember like sitting in a um, courtyard. What's a, a plaza? A piazza? A piazza? Is that what they call them? Yes, um, I love that. Yes. So I remember sitting in a piazza, probably eating gelato when we were in Rome. So like our last year of college and basically just met. I mean, we basically, yeah, yeah. We basically met in Rome and hit it off. It was love at first sight. And, um, do you remember this conversation? No. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? I have no idea what you're about to say. (laughs) So sitting in this piazza and, I was sharing with you like something that I was really struggling with um, that was just like heavy on my heart. I was kind of like weighed down by it, to be totally honest. And it just was not a place for a freedom for me. And I remember you like you, you spoke truth into it, um, challenged me, but then also encouraged me so deeply Um in in just continuing to like move forward and to not remain in this like place that I was stuck in in this um you know kind of situation that I found myself stuck in and so you kind of like kicked my butt a little bit (laughs) and then just loved on me and I remember walking away from that conversation feeling so much freedom Like, I think sometimes when we're vulnerable with someone and it, um, we get challenged or it backfires or, uh, or they dismiss it, you know, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, whatever, then it can hinder us from continuing to be willing to be vulnerable. I call it the vulnerability bug, you know, like, and so, yeah, just the, the freedom that has come from, um, yeah, just an ability to kind of be seen, um, by you and be known by you, uh, and be challenged by you, etc. has been just such a witness to, yeah, it's been a witness to the, to the father's love in a lot of ways, um, and to intimacy with, with Christ. So Katie, for you, because I think you, like I said, you are starting to say earlier, like you do this naturally really well. Like you just invest in people. Well, you love people. Well, um, can you just share a little bit about kind of what friendship has meant to you at different points in your life? Um, you know, we have, I know I have young adults listening to this that are not married yet. Um, a lot of couples in the early stages of marriage or, um, even yeah, listeners that are uh, empty nesters now, that kind of thing, which obviously you haven't experienced yet, but, um, but I think you have uh, this community surrounding you that has witnessed to the power of friendship throughout various stages. So we'd love for you to just speak a little bit about the impact that that has had on you and how it's formed. 
how it's formed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just friendship has has formed me, and I've seen the ways that it forms me just by you're going to be more like the people you're around, right? So just surround being surrounded by a different caliber of people raises me to that, you know, next mm-hmm. caliber. Um, and I just, I sensed that even, I mean, I'm just honestly thinking about this as you're asking me this question. Like I sensed that very young, like I was not drawn, like I was always drawn to people who challenged me and I just didn't not like, Oh, I wouldn't be friends with you, but I just didn't have time for people who were, silly we'll call them silly. <laughs> <laughs> who are into the shenanigans like I just I wanted to have fun but I also wanted to be better and I wanted that deep friendship I didn't want I can't like I love meeting people I love getting to know people but I don't love staying surface surface level and I think that's why you and I click so much like I mean you're like to the max (laughs) so true so true I just I have a really hard time just staying surface level with people um I just desire to know to actually know someone to know their heart and to be known I think that desire to know people probably comes from the desire to be known right um so even yeah in grade school and high school I like found my people and and stuck to them and went deep with them and um I think the Lord has the Lord really speaks to me through people I mean he's so physical like he's so present in music to me and in and especially in friendships and he uses those friendships consistently throughout my life um and so I think it's interesting because I don't have I have I think maybe one or two friends that I've had since uh, since I was a child other than like my family but I think one thing that I've really learned with friendships is that there are seasons and mm-hmm. that used to really freak me out. Um, yeah. I remember that about you. I used to be really like kind of torn up about that, that I would get so close to somebody and we'd have this, you know, depth of friendship, but not just as time would go on. Like, I think it honestly is just natural that they, it would ebb and flow. Like, then someone else or other friends and or I would move into a different phase of life and um, the Lord would just surround me with people that he knew I needed to challenge me to draw me into where he was calling me and not that those friends that I was you know so deep in relationship with previously I just completely you know let fall away or anything but being able to recognize that the Lord was inviting me into something else at that moment and um, and not miss out on it by trying trying to hold on to these other relationships and these other friendships that 
isn't wasn't where he was calling me at the time. And mm-hmm. and there's a freedom in friendship by not holding on tightly by by saying like I love you, but we don't talk every day. Or like, I am so grateful for who you are to me and the ways that you challenge me and the ways that, uh, you have spoken incredible words and, uh, incredible different ways into my life. But like, it's okay if right now we're not called to walk this path yeah. together right now um i'm curious for you looking at your current state of life so you've got three little girls at home you're two months postpartum um with little miss kinsley how i mean this this phase of life um and i think for a lot of listeners really busy probably find themselves in a similarly just busy a busy phase of life mm-hmm. um how how have you found that balance of really yeah continuing to be intentional but um having friendship look different maybe than it used to mm-hmm. I think part of it is that freedom and having friends who understand it like I don't feel the pressure to check in with you every day because I know that you're okay with that. Like, I know you know that I love you. I forgot your birth. I mean, I didn't forget your birthday. Didn't even talk to you on your birthday. And like, that's okay. You know that I love you. You know that I'm here for you and vice versa. Um, So I think feeling the freedom in that actually allows me to dive deeper into those relationships, as funny Mm -hmm. as that might sound. But like, when you're not so attached to being perfect like and being everything for everybody you can just be yourself and be present so there are times when I consistently have a chance to like actually jump on the phone and have a good conversation and check in with friends um And then there's times when I'm just thinking about them all day and just say, okay, before I go to bed, I'm just going to send a quick text. Right. Um, But knowing like right now, the Lord has called me to be home with these three precious children. Um, It looks different and crazy in our current world and we're navigating it one day at a time. But my husband and my children are like my first vocation. They're my first priority. And any friendship and any other relationship should only be encouraging that and adding being fruitful and if it's not then I don't need to worry about it like I yeah. can let that go yeah and yeah and I want to I'm going to come back to um your husband and and family and that kind of thing in a second um but I just am struck by, yeah, kind of your use of, of the word freedom and how you like, even just the little things that you've named of how you do connect. And I think that's one of, um, the things that I'm like, that I love about you is you kind of have a creativity when it comes to investing in people. Like, 
you and I will voice text back and forth. And like, that's been a game changer because who has time to sit and like type out a full text, but we also can't line up the times to actually have a phone conversation. So we basically have like more conversations happening within the context of these voice texts. And it's been like a great, it's just, it's worked. Like it's, it's been something that I think has worked for us or like, um, anytime you go to target, like you pick up the phone and you call Lauren or you call me or you call whomever, you know? (laughs) So you just, I think you capitalize on the time that you do have. Well, um, yeah, to just be able to, uh, yeah, to still connect and to be creative, Mm -hmm. uh, in that way, which I just, I just think is great. And you kind of like, yeah, I think you're a great, um, teacher of, of that. Um, and just, yeah, not being afraid to pick up the phone when you do have five minutes and to like mm-hmm. give it a shot, even if it's for five minutes, like, Hey, I'm just going to do Children are screaming in the back. <laughs> I think that's the thing too, is like, it doesn't have to be this perfect setup. We're going to talk and we're going to talk for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, this is where I'm at. This is what I have. My, my kids are running around like Tarzan screaming right. and like, right. And there is a, a part of me that sometimes is like, uh, or maybe should not answer because they're going to hear like the chaos of my house or what. Right. Um, I just had a friend call me tonight when I had my newborn strapped to me because I was cooking dinner and I was making this random dinner that I'd never made before and um, was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be terrible. My husband's going to hate it. But like, we're using up the groceries. Like, like you go, girl. simultaneously super proud of myself and like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. Um, my other two are running around and a friend called me and I, I saw it and I thought, oh my gosh, absolutely not. I cannot talk on the phone right now. And then I thought, why not? Like, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. say hi. Like, just say hi. Say, I'm my life is crazy. You know that. Like, this is where I'm at. I just wanted you to know I saw you calling. And that brought a smile to my face. So, like, thank you for calling. I love you. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. But just, like, embrace where, like, be where you're at. It's okay if it's crazy. Yeah. It's okay if you say, like, oh, hey, actually, I have to go. Someone, you know, whatever right. happened. But, right. like... Um, you don't have to be perfect and you don't, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I know for a lot of people that'll, you know, who maybe aren't at home with their kids, it's not the same struggles of finding time to talk to people or whatnot, but just being vulnerable, like making that choice to be vulnerable. And even if it's something like I've been thinking about somebody all day long, you never know what the Lord is up to. Like he may have put that person on your heart and they actually need a quick text or whatever. So maybe it's at the end of the day and sometimes it's silly. Like sometimes even with you, you probably get silly texts from me all the time. Like, Hey, I was thinking of your swollen feet. How are you? Like, <laughs> which is so honoring. It's like somebody. And I think part of that is like, that's my love language too. If you're thinking right. about me, like I love it. I love when people think about you. No, like I just <laughs> feel loved. I feel cared for to know someone yeah. thought about me at, like amidst their day or someone was praying for me or someone. Right. And it's so cool to see how the Lord uses that. Like when we're, right. when we're open and free to just like 
love people where they're at and totally. love ourselves where we're at and just say like, yeah, here we are. Well, and you made the comment earlier, like God is so physical in friendship. He's so tangible and so touchable and so, um, knowable in friendship. Mm-hmm. And in, in that same way, like his expression of intimacy coming through the context of these, of these people that he's put in our lives to be known by them, to be loved by them, to be received by them, by them is a reflection of who he is you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, like there's something in our hearts that are made for that. Like, it's not just to make us feel good, which I'm like laughing. Cause the first 10 minutes of this whole podcast, like is you and I affirming each other because <laughs> <laughs> totally our love language, <laughs> but it's like, not just to make each other feel better. It's actually like a, Hey, I know you and I see you. And it's a reflection of of who he is and what he wants to, and you know what I mean? Like what he wants to reveal to us about people in our lives or whatever. Um, okay. Would you say, are you ready for this? This is my hard question. I I don't have an answer to this question. I didn't prepare for the test. Okay. Would you say Connor? Ooh, I'm not even going to say, I actually wonder if I know what you're about to ask me. Go. No. Is Connor, I, I was going to say your best friend, but I'm not going to say it's your best friend. Okay. Like, I'm curious about friendship in, in marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because it's a different, it's a different kind of friendship. Yeah. But like Matt and I have had this conversation too. And I feel like Matt is like, no, you're not my best friend. Like you're my wife. And that's like a whole other level. And I totally agree. And yet there's something like the, uh, what's the word? Like there's uh what's CS Lewis's word. Somebody's yelling it right now. Like, um, like that familial friendship uh-huh. kind of thing. Like there's, yeah, there is something in, in friendship that describes marriage. So I want to know, would you say, I, I would, yeah, no, I definitely would not say he's my best friend. I, because, because of that difference, like, because he's my spouse, he's literally part of me. I mean, not yeah. really, but he's sacramentally. Wait. And you're one flesh, so I guess you're literally. flesh is <laughs> what I'm trying to get at. Um, and, and so it is just different. Um, right. But there is this, like, joy and this level of friendship that, <clears throat> that I, not to, like, you know, really drive this home, but there's a freedom that comes in it. I mean, he, for better or worse, is going to be with me. So like all he's, he, you can, there's a vulnerability that can come and a depth of relationship and friendship that comes with a spouse that similarly, I suppose to a best friend, but, um, I feel like it's a both and it's, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's uh yes, this person is my quote, best friend and, and they're my spouse and they're my, but it's like that. That's why I feel like spouse already has that in it. True. Totally. Like to, to say, like, like if someone asked me, like, who's your best friend, which is <laughs> such a funny question at this point. It is a funny question. Funny. Yeah. Um, like, but, you wouldn't necessarily respond, Connor. 
No. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Here's okay. Here's why I think this is, this is on my mind. I actually think it would be really good for marriages if we considered if if we treated our spouse more often like we would treat a friend. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it, it, there's like a tenderness or there's a um a respect almost that can sometimes be lost in marriage mm-hmm. as you, as you are married longer, yeah. um, because it can become really easy to like take that person for, take advantage of that person or, um, I don't, I don't know, just yeah, eat, wait, lower the bar. Was it, who, who was I recently to, or maybe I was reading something. I don't know that, that said something along those lines, like the person, why is it that the person that we love the most that we like yes back the most that yes you know yeah want to love us the most that we want to to please the most whatever that we can treat the worst or like yep we can take the most for granted and yeah I do think about that like and I think about that a lot when Connor uh, will think back to like okay when we were dating would you do this or like Mm-hmm. It was funny. We were talking with Connor's mom last night on FaceTime and she was, he was telling her something and she was like, Connor, there's some things you still just like, don't tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally just like a mom's son figuring out, like bodily something out. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, no, I, I, it doesn't bother me, but it just, yeah, is that thing like you should still you should respect them the most. You should yes. yeah. seek to, not seek to please them, but like yeah. you know, desire their respect the most. And uh, I like show up for them and give and give your best. And there's a reality that like your spouse is also that person that you can be off with. And I feel like that's that's true of friendship as well. Like mm-hmm. I remember, um, oh gosh, what's a good example? Like, oh, you came to visit after Claire was born. Like I was maybe two weeks postpartum or something like that. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I was like, Katie, I just need to go like sit in a, in a warm bubble bath. Mm-hmm. And you were like, okay, I'll come sit on the floor and hold the baby. <laughs> so I like crawled in and closed the shower curtain and yeah. you came in and just held her. And I was like, this is such a gift that I can like be quote unquote off in this friendship. Um, where like, this is just really what I need right now. And that's the same, you know, obviously the same of marriage. So like, we need that space. And yet, um, yeah, I think to approach our spouse with the tenderness or the kindness or the respect mm-hmm. and the intentionality that we show mm-hmm. to our friends plus some is actually really like a healthy, a healthy view, you know, like I want to treat my spouse, um, like I would treat a dear friend. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think some of that is like, I just want to be the best of me. Mm-hmm. And there's, I don't know if it's a lie or a just laziness or whatnot that like, it's easy to just be the worst of yourself. It's right. easy just to like, let it go and not right. worry about how you think about how you say things or how it'll be received or whatever. Just like, this is me. Yeah. Um, 
Yep. But stopping to think like, okay, this is someone I actually really respect. Yeah. Like, how can I communicate that through my actions and through my words and like not just air it all or just go to town, but but saying like, okay, how I know him like I know him very well. So I know how this is going to be received. Yes. Or I I know how I can lovingly how he can receive this in a loving way so like right just dive it just like stepping into that yeah into the invitation to love to love deeper and yeah okay so speaking of stepping into marriage um I think this is just on my heart because anytime there's a change of seasons, I think it's a good opportunity to just reflect a little bit. And so as we um, are in the heart of spring and entering into summertime, I don't know. I just think it's a good, a good chance for us to reflect on like, what is it our, 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 what are our desires? What are the ways that we seek to grow? What are the things that we want to do? Even as simple as like planning out summer calendars, right. Or whatever. Um, and we have just a few minutes left and I would love for you to share a little bit about your, um, sabbat- sabbatical as we like to call it, um, with your family and just kind of what was going on in your heart in terms of like, man, we just need to take a little step back and have some intentional time together. What that looked like, what were some of the graces that came from that time for you guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we coming off of the year of COVID um, and being home a lot, being quarantined a lot, um, just being, I think we kind of got used to just being our family and just being the, it was the four of us at the time. Um, But Connor and I even just being together a lot and like, praise the Lord, we enjoy each other. (laughs) I mean, that was definitely a grace that came from. Uh, Marry somebody you like, friends. Marry someone you like. Um, So that was just a gift of just really enjoying that um, time together and whatnot. But we kind of just started to feel uh, antsy and and not just, you know, we were trying to figure it out. Like, are we just antsy because we're home a lot? Or are we just antsy because it's the dead of winter in Minnesota and there's nowhere to go or, um, just unsettled a little bit. And, um, like, do we just need to go on an adventure? Do we need to move? Whatnot. And when we, do we need to, you know, do we need to go on a vacation or do we need to move to an entire potatoes? (laughs) Whatever. Um, (laughs) but as we decide, I mean, literally these are like how the conversations. So we just really started to like, to dive in and say, Lord, what are you asking of us? And you know, what are, what is this? And, um, we just more and more felt like he was, I felt like he was inviting us into the desert. Like, go be with me. Physically get out of your house so that there aren't the distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be with me and be present. And so we, through a series of, you know, over the months, we were able to um, kind of orchestrate a what I call sabbatical, which apparently is not the definition of a sabbatical, but um, getting away from go family. <laughs> um, just going to, we were able to go to Florida for three weeks um, 
just our family and we had just had Kinsley so she was about a month old and we just said all right lord we're gonna go just be alone our family and just be really intentional about spending time with you um and so we did and the only thing that we said we had to do every day like our only goal was connor and i each took undivided intentional alone prayer time um and then we worshiped and prayed as a family and just let the lord take it from there um and it was the lord did a lot it was so beautiful number one just to orient ourselves back to focusing on him um and quiet there's something i mean there's something about just being alone as a family that and not being in your own house where you can do the projects or clean something else or have more laundry to do or whatever um but just being present being present to the lord and um trying usually we did in the morning but just trying to start your day with praise and worship of him and literally orienting ourselves through that to him that he can have our days he can have our years our lives um and 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 asking him what he wants us to do with it and honestly part of us i think thought there was going to be a big ask like okay now move to guatemala just kidding um (laughs) but something like that like lord is that actually what you're calling us to and um while there was a lot there more of it was just seek me Mm -hmm. i think more of it came he it just came back to seek me and i kept bringing up these questions but like but what school, sh- you know, should we go to? What what community should we really be investing in? Who do you want us to surround ourselves with? All these things. And the Lord just kept more and more just say, seek me. And there was just this peace and this... Part of me just felt like a baby Christian again. Like, oh, <laughs> like, that's right. You know, like, I don't need these intense theological books. You know, we actually brought, each of us brought, like, four books. Like, we're going to read all these books on sabbatical. (laughs) And we didn't. We literally, I think we each read one that were more, like, even, you know, prayer meditations. And um, we just spent time with the Lord. And it was kind of the stripping down of like, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know the things, but just <clears throat> seek me and love me and put me first. And even go- coming home and like coming back to friendship and diving into those relationships. It's like, I can love more fully and deeply when I'm seeking the Lord because I see the Lord in these people and I want to love them because I want to love him. And mm-hmm. so there was just a, a great peace and grace and um, fruitfulness that came from stepping away and as a family, just diving in, not just, and that's the thing, I think diving in as a family and it wasn't this <laughs> I mean, we had a, I think, five-week-old. So 
there was just this reality of like life is still happening on our sabbatical. Yeah, we're for doing sure. It and we're in it. Um, but we're also present and we're ready, Lord. Like we in our mess in where we're at, like we want you, we want to serve you, we want to be doing life for you and with you and like take us, use us. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I just I love everything about that because I think it shows the power of being intentional with the time that we're given. Um and even, you know, I mentioned earlier, like we're in this change of seasons and, and a lot of people are planning, I think their summer calendars and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And as we're looking at our vacations or for us, like we're excited to get out our old like pop-up camper that we bought, um, yes. with our stimulus check, you know, um, thinking about that. Oh, you guys need to come with us. It's so fun. Right. Um, but so just like th- we're thinking about that, right. And like thinking about weekends and what we want to do, even though it's not going to be three weeks, like we can take exactly what you're talking about being intentional with this time and saying like this, is, we don't just want this to be a vacation. Like we actually want it to be renewing. We actually want it to be restful. We actually want the activities that we do, the things that we do to bring life Mm-hmm. And to allow us to enter more fully into our vocations, who God is creating us to be, that kind of thing. I think so often, like we treat those getaways or, um, yeah, our little summer vacations as an opportunity to like binge on all the things. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to take care of myself. I just want to sit or I want to, you know, eat the crap. And mm-hmm. I think just to be really intentional, like, we're going to eat well, we're going to pray well, we're going to play well. Um, there's just, there's just a gift in that. And I think that there's uh, a lot of grace to be found, uh, and in a deepening intimacy with the people that we're with in that regard, whether that's your family or, you know, the, the friends that you're going with or whatever. So, um, yeah, I just, I love that. And I think it can be, it can be so applicable to all of us as we enter into the season of summer and all that's to come with it. So, um, okay, Katie, last question that I have for you. I ask every guest that comes on lead them to life. What is a question that you have been pondering? Um, and this just comes from, yeah, like, you know, me just this desire to like learn more about the world and ourselves and, and the realization that asking questions of ourselves and others, um, can just open up a lot. So I want to know what is a question that you miss Katie Flanagan have been pondering. This is a question I've been pondering a long time and, and ponder daily. Um, how do I be present where I am? So my aunt has a quote that she says all the time. This is Debbie. Yeah. My aunt Debbie, um, wherever you are, be all there. And that's something I, I struggle with. Like I am, I'm with my kids and I'm thinking about seven other things. Um, I'm on a date with my husband and I'm thinking about Emily who's about to go to labor. I'm, you know, and yeah. so how do I be present to where I am? Or even on a larger scale, like I'm in the newborn phase with my two month old, like, oh, I just can't wait till she's rolling over or crawling or like when she's more mobile and we can go on vacations. 
um, instead of just being super present to this time, like, oh, I'm never going to get this two month old back in this exact phase. So, um, yeah, how do I be present to where I'm at and not be always looking to the future or um, thinking about people who I'm maybe not with in that moment, but being present to this moment, this time where I'm at. And I, and it's hard. And even when I'm trying to do it, like it's still challenging. Um, But knowing like the Lord has called me to this moment. So how do I be present in it? Even the really challenging stuff, like diving into it and facing it head on and just present. So, yeah. Oh man. A million dollar question. Yeah. Even when I'm in the middle of it, how do I do it? How do I do it? I love it. About that when you're in labor tomorrow. Okay, great. How do I be present to this moment? Actually, present to this baby. I that's been my prayer. Have I told you this? Yes. Oh yeah, I did tell you. Um, yeah, I just like really. I, I don't think I've shared this with listeners, but a few months ago, um, at mass, I just felt a very strong invitation um, to be present to the challenges of pregnancy and labor and delivery, uh, and to offer, to offer it for the sanctification of the church and all of her children. Mm-hmm. And it just was so clear. And so one of my desires has been like, Lord, help me to be present to mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, not to try and like escape it because it's painful and it's hard and it's whatever, but really like to the depths of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Allow me to be present to this moment. So I, I, your question is like, Oh, it's resonating and piercing my heart because I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just such a clear invitation. So um, thank you for sharing your question. It's yeah, it just leads me right into prayer. So friends, thank you for sticking with us through season two of lead home to life. Uh, I think I said at the beginning, this has been a crawl to the finish line, uh, to be totally honest <laughs> as I welcome this little, uh, as I welcome this little one, um, I've got all of these ideas and just not quite enough time in my days right now, but I'm super excited to just kind of take a little bit of a break for the summer and, um, to hit the ground running with really awesome episodes coming, um, in the fall. So we'll kick back up again, probably in August ish sometime. (laughs) I haven't really thought that far yet. (laughs) Oh, Katie's laughing at me. Uh, We'll figure it out. Stay tuned. Clipping. Classic. You need a clipping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be back uh, sometime, okay. but I'm not really sure when. <laughs> anyway, Katie, thank you so much for coming on. This thank just this was the perfect way to end the season. It's right where my heart is at of just wanting great time with girlfriends and to celebrate all that's going on and to continue to be intentional moving forward. So friends, I invite you as you enter into um, this, this time of summer planning and summer excitement school year ending so soon um, I just invite you into being intentional with your friendships and with your plans with your family so that you can continue to grow uh, more deeply and enter more fully into the sacred heart of Jesus thanks so much for listening to season 2 of Lead Him to Life and we'll see you back for season 3